Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I'm your host, Abby. If you're new around here, let me give you a quick rundown as to what we do on this podcast. Actually, today's a bad example because one of our main segments uh, we are not doing today, but normally we have life updates. I talk a little bit about myself, but honestly, I don't feel like going in depth anymore into my own relationships and you know people in my life so I might be a little bit more private so I hope you can respect that but I will do life updates and then I'll talk about something I've been thinking about pondering about in terms of mental health just life philosophy spirituality all of that stuff so we'll talk about that and I usually give some tips or not even tips I kind of just like to talk about how I feel so I can relate to someone out there or someone feels less alone or just have you know, make it feel like a nice little chat and get cozy because we'll have some fun. And then I usually do a Dear Abby segment, which is kind of my favorite segment, which usually people would voicemail in or send text message. It's never really about me. It's just about in general. They just have a question and they want my advice or they just want to get on the show. Either way, I'm happy because that gives us a segment. But unfortunately, we don't have that segment today because I've run out of them at this point. I shouldn't have done multiple text messages a cu- like a couple episodes in a row because I really just botched that and now I don't have any. So this is a reminder to please email, not email, please call the number in the description below, leave a voicemail or you can send a text, a quick text. You don't have to say your name, just start it with Dear Abby. That way next week we can get back into the segments. Uh, That is my fault because I'm also not good at broadcasting it because this is all very new to me. So this is just what happens when you have someone who's in recovery for something and they're, um, I would say I'm not at max reliability, but I have been posting every single week on Thursdays. Anyways, I digress. So after that segment, then we have a little game or I just kind of do something fun or that I want to do. So that's what we got going on for you today. Our main segment that we're doing today is just I wanted to talk about forgiveness and that mostly pointed towards yourself. So forgive yourself. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about and kind of dive deeper into that. And then also And then after play game and that game is like a common sense game. And I'm really scared because I say kids do really well, but adults don't because adults overthink it. So I'm trying to go into it by not overthinking it. So we'll see how uh, good I am at that. But yeah, not uh, not feeling too positive about that one. So we'll see how that goes. So this week has been so crazy because I've been out of town all week. I just got back. Not even kidding. Like 20 minutes ago. I forgot to record this episode beforehand, so we had to come back very fast. Not necessarily very fast, just we couldn't linger the last day. We just had to wake up early, drive all the way home. My boyfriend wanted to camp again. Okay, here's what happened. My boyfriend's family was having a reunion. This is an extended family reunion, which 
to be fair, I did not know until we were basically leaving that it was extended family too for some of it. The last half was just his family, which was all of it was actually really fun. A little overwhelming as normally that is when you first meeting, you know, a new relationships fam, like a new like a boyfriend's family for the first time all together, staying in the same place, all that stuff. But I had a bunch of fun. Yeah, I didn't know that until right before pretty much. So I went with him to that reunion. It was about 10 hours away from where we were. So we stopped a couple hours out and we camped so kind of halfway in we stopped and we camped just me and him it was super romantic he made food for me he has this whole setup i had so much fun up until i was so relaxed you guys i was very i had you know on road trips or anytime i go out of town i just i feel like that's when my ocd or anxiety just flares up you know movement like something unfamiliar something different so i kind of recognized that and sometimes i still let it kind of bother me really bad but I was I was trying to just ride the wave of it and she'd be like this is just how I feel instead well okay no I did feel good on the way up and then we started camping and it was there was like a creek it was really quiet and serene and beautiful and I was trying to just enjoy my boyfriend's company and you know just have fun and I did up until it got really dark and then you could see all the stars and I have for those I mean everyone probably if you're listening you probably heard me talk about OCD, but I have a lot of existential fears. I just get a lot of anxiety and fears and intrusive thoughts about um, the universe, meaning of life, stuff like that. So when I see a bunch of stars, I can't just look at it and be like, wow, that's beautiful. I can try. I can say those words, but I don't feel that way. And then I start to feel shame and guilt, like what's wrong with me? Why don't I just be like, wow, this is beautiful and not overthink it. And so that sent me into a really bad spiral. I felt like I was losing control. Like I feel like I was just like grasping at straws. I didn't really show it to my boyfriend because I also don't think that he's, um, he obviously doesn't, I don't think he understands it. And also I'm trying to be able to self-soothe, but I did like, I do tell him when I'm getting panicked or something or I'm having a panic attack or an anxiety attack or whatever or an OCD attack, whatever it is. And he's usually very calming. He just kind of puts his hand on my knee or helps me self-soothe. That was really calming. But at the same time, it didn't help really because... And I always feel extra bad about when someone's trying to help me, but they're just making it either worse or they're just not helping And that makes me feel even worse because I'm like, what? Okay, well, you know, I wish that this was working. I didn't really have a solution other than just like in the moments where I feel like everything was spiraling, even though nothing was happening. Literally, I was perfectly safe. I was in a hammock. It was just me in the hammock. And then he was in the other one a little bit away. And it was really calm. It was beautiful. You could hear the creak. But I was still just felt really panicked. I didn't want to look up, but I made myself and I tried not to do any kind of compulsive behaviors like figuring it out or anything. But I think it was just a lot for me to undergo. So it took a couple hours for my anxiety to um, start to go down. And it did take uh, a couple hours. So for a while, I was awake staring at the stars and grasp like holding my hands on the thing for so long until slowly I kind of started to release my hands and just kind of let myself be still I guess and surrender to the uncertainty and stuff like that hoping that would make me feel better I didn't but it just like that's all all I could do 
you know sometimes i wish that i could just enjoy it like everybody else and i believe that someday that i will but i think i have to work really hard to get there i kind of have to remind myself sometimes that i do have a disorder an illness whatever you want to call it whatever they call it goes back and forth between like 20 different things i feel like but I do have that. And so I am more sensitive to certain things and I will have more intrusive thoughts, images, you know, weird fears that kind of come out of nowhere and that don't make sense than the average person. And it's hard to not feel shame around that. So that's something that I worked on this week and it was kind of hard. That being said, it was beautiful still. You know, I was horrified, but it still was beautiful. After that, we just drove all the way back up to, we stayed at a cabin for like a day or two. And we rode around the mountains, got all dirty. That was super fun. We stayed in a bunk bed. We I stayed in a lot of bunk beds this week. And it, those things are real, real crackety, real, real crickety crackety. Because every time anyone would move anywhere in the room, there, there was just a lot of there was a lot of noises going on. We shared an Airbnb with a lot of people, so there was a lot of noises. That was also, uh, you know, pretty overwhelming for me. But in case any of them are listening, I had so much fun. Just kidding. I actually really did, but it was very overwhelming, and I had a lot of anxiety a lot of the time. But no one would ever know because I play as cool as a cat. I'm as cool as a cat when I'm with people. You know, people probably do know I probably was red the whole time or something or was weird or so I probably think that I'm good at hiding it, but I'm probably not. I was able to still enjoy so many moments that whole trip and to kind of conquer, not conquer fears yet, but I think just face them a little bit more and at least push myself more. Try to reconnect and try to connect with my boyfriend, his family and push myself in that way as well because a lot of times I self-isolate because I feel a lot of shame I think anyways big week big week big big week there was also just a lot of stuff with dogs going on at the reunion and just on that trip for some reason I feel like I saw so many dogs like so many weird things with dogs happen and today I just broke down because I really miss my dog like I really miss I used to have a dog for those that don't know he was my emotional support animal. He was a German shorthead pointer. He was the cutest, sweetest dog ever. And he was so much fun. He had so much energy. He's like the exact opposite of me because he just is so curious and full of joy and just like wants to run around and explore things and has no fear. And because of just cer certain circumstances and I think just for different reasons, I have an episode on this if you want to listen to why, I gave him to this couple that... They really wanted an energetic, you know, dog they could hike with, that they could do all of these things with. Like they just wanted that dog so badly, that type of that type of a dog, I should say, so badly. And it just worked out to where we found each other and we connected and we met up multiple times anyways. And now they have him. So he's alive, but he's someone else's dog now. And I think sometimes I just feel an emptiness which is really crazy because I've actually never been a dog person like I didn't grow up being like I love dogs I love animals that just kind of developed from my love for him and what he did for me in like one of the hardest times of my life so sometimes when a lot of things with dogs happen or I see certain types of dogs that were like which just remind me of him I always think of him I was literally sobbing so I got very sad and 
was crying and whenever that comes up I don't want to be like oh why am I still crying about this because for me it's very it feels very good to acknowledge that it's still kind of painful every once in a while because I love that dog I feel like he really did help my depression he helped with my anxiety he was just like such a helper dog so when I don't have him and I have nothing to take care of and I have you know I have to focus on myself which is great but at the same time let's be honest it's nice to take care of something I still think I made the right decision because he is able to do a lot more things than when I was with him and he has two people that love him and they like to go on long runs and long hikes and that's what he likes to do. And I don't really love doing that stuff other than, I mean, I like running, but I don't like hikes and you know, that type of thing. Yeah. It's kind of random. Okay. Long, that was long enough for life updates. I really don't have too many. I mean, I actually have a ton from this week just because there's a lot going on. I could talk about like 5,000 different things and I don't have a Dear Abby segment. So maybe I could talk about a couple more things, but I'm just so excited to talk about what we're talking about today. So I kind of want to just get into it. So today, like I said at the beginning, we're talking about the concept of forgiving yourself. And I want to title the episode, It's Time to Forgive Yourself, because I think this is a message that we all need to hear like hundreds of times in our lives. And it will never not be applicable, I think, because we're so hard on ourselves. And hopefully one day we aren't as hard on ourselves. But I think definitely if you're younger in your 20s or a little bit older, or even if you're way older than me, maybe you still need to hear this message. But I think definitely if you're kind of in your 20s, figuring life out and recognizing unhealthy patterns and things that you know, you were doing that are kind of toxic or not helpful. And first and foremost, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is probably the main thing that I always need to hear. I want this to be like a two sided, I don't know, I guess can't be a conversation technically, but I, I'm trying to do all of these things and I'm trying to learn about this too. So I'm not coming from a place of this is all you've got to do. And I'm great at this. It's like, uh, sometimes I am pretty good at this, but most of the time I'm really not. So we just need to learn together and grow together and hopefully be a little bit kinder to ourselves and forgive ourselves. This is this is easy for some people though. Like there's some people, friends, family that I've talked to that it's like it's it's really easy for them to just move past things. They're like, eh, I'm just a dumb human, you know, and they move past it. But for some people, and you know what? Actually, for for people that say that, I I just, maybe this is just my like I just can't believe it because I it's so hard for me to. But I do think that there's certain things that people won't even like admit that maybe they've done wrong because they don't feel like. If they were wrong about that, then they would still deserve and f- and be able to be worthy of the love that they've received and the life that they have. And, and I don't think how right you are about every situation equals your worthiness of everything you have in your life. Anyways, I might be all over the place this episode, so bear with me. Yeah, I think those people might have things that they they. St- They don't even recognize that they need to forgive themselves for. And that's okay. I think that comes with time. That comes with like random epiphanies. I think forgiving yourself. Well, forgiveness in general is obviously something we're all very familiar with. Forgiveness is something I've really wanted to understand and learn about when I first went through my divorce and when I felt like I really, really had a lot of anger and I needed to forgive someone for you know, stuff, multiple people for multiple things. I felt like at first it was easy because I'm like, oh, that's just what you do. You forgive. And I, and I genuinely felt like I, th- I thought I forgave everything that's happened. And I was, a, I am a very understanding person. I understand 
some things, but there's some things that I, I just still can't really let go of. I know it's probably not good, but most of those things aren't even geared towards someone else. It's geared towards just like, I don't want to forgive myself because I, I don't even know why. So the more I understood about forgiveness as a whole, I think I really started to recognize how much I needed to have compassion and forgive myself. One time I was talking to my boyfriend and we were just kind of going back and forth and I was expressing just some things that I was feeling. He said he recognized that because I got hurt being kind of not carefree, but just sensitive and fun loving and being really faithful in my church and all of these things that I didn't want to be her anymore because I'm like, well, she got hurt. It's her fault. If she was more, if she had maybe a little bit more life experience or if she had maybe a little bit more if she was more rough around the edges or if she was more rude or something or more tough in the sense, if she wasn't as sensitive, if she wasn't as faithful, like I don't, I'd like started to despise that I was like a good, like I tried to be a decent Christian person. And that's a whole different thing because I've just, my perspectives of that have completely shifted. I still love, I'm definitely still Christian, but it's just flipped and I'm so grateful for that. And I feel like that is just a blessing, everything that's happened. But at the same time, I, 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 a part of me still kind of despises that because I think A, it was exhausting the way that I was thinking about having to keep up with certain things and being like, oh, well, you have to be this way. But then I was that way and then I got hurt. So I think that was really hard for me to swallow. And I think some, and sometimes it still is, but he was like, yeah, because you were that girl and you got hurt, you sometimes feel like you can't be her anymore because then she'll deserve to get hurt again or some weird thing. And that's how I feel sometimes. So sometimes it's not even like you have, there's something that you need to forgive yourself for, but like you can't, I can't put, I can't put like a pin on it. Like I can't pinpoint exactly what I feel like I need to, release or forgive myself for I think it's just an almost like a generalized thing of forgiving myself for letting someone hurt me forgiving myself for letting someone take advantage of me forgiving myself for letting someone change a little bit of who I am forgiving myself for forgiving myself for not understanding things which is like so crazy that you can be mad at yourself for not having lived a full life before you have lived the full life. <laughs> you know, we're all just learning. Like we're learning. There's a long list of just small different things, but there's no actions or anything specific. I feel personally that I need to like forgive myself for or move past. I think it's just in general. It doesn't have to be the exact same situation or feelings as me, but I just know that everyone has stuff to forgive themselves for or to just have grace for themselves for and just let them move past it or just recognize that that's something they might have to deal with for the rest of their life or something that it just might take a long time to get rid of or to move past or learn from or change. And that can be so many different things. That can be a physical, that can be, you're not great at exercising, you know? And you see other people that are, so you beat yourself down because you're like, you're so lazy and blah, blah, blah. So forgive yourself for that. There's such freedom that comes with that. And I feel like it really does just create 
Like your mind is more clear so you can push past these boundaries that you were setting for yourself before because of just self-hate and self-loathing and shame and guilt. And I and it, it kind of just breaks those barriers and you're able to step into feeling more empowered to change and feeling like not as much pressure to change quickly. Um, and but you know, you feel empowered to change slowly because you have something that's actually sustainable. And that's just like loving yourself. And, you know, for me personally, I feel like I would be lying if I said that my religion, not even my religion, that my relationship with God and Jesus, you know, isn't a huge, like that's my main support system for me personally. If I didn't have that, I, I wouldn't be able to forgive as well, I don't think, and feel like I have as much of a backbone. It could be something to do with eating. It could be something to do with the way you look or the way that you walk or even just the smallest, simplest thing. Maybe you're a little bit awkward in conversations. Maybe you don't hold the best eye contact and you beat yourself up for it. Watch how you talk about yourself in front of people or in front of yourself. What you say in your in your mind if you have like that internal conversation, be so careful what you say to yourself because it's just going to be harder to break past certain things if you're just feeding yourself negativity. If you're just feeding yourself lies and being really negative and hateful towards yourself, you have to live with yourself, okay? Bottom line is you have to live with yourself. Whether you like certain things about yourself or not, you have to live with yourself. So you have to find a way to make peace, with certain things about yourself and I find the best way is to forgive yourself and it doesn't have to be like oh you did something so wrong every time just overall have to forgive yourself for being human and accept that and make peace with that so a way that I like to it could be you wish you were more creative and you're not it could be so many different types of things but the main point is to just forgive yourself for not being you know, what you think you should be in order to be loved, in order to be cared for, in order to be important, you know, quote unquote, in order to be enough. It's really hard for me to talk about any of this stuff without talking about God. And I know this is like a lot of people don't like to hear about this type of thing, but I'm trying to just stand more and more for what I feel like has really actually been sustainable for me because a lot of these things that we see online and on the internet and all of these like even like things like yoga and you know it's all great stuff and you can learn a lot about your body learn a lot about you know energy and all that kind of stuff and it's it's super great but God the the one that gave us life the one that <clears throat> gave us the energy that we move through the one that gave us a brain to think gave us a body to move I just think he's probably the best person to turn to and is probably the best person to sustain you and to support you to help you forgive yourself I know people hate plugs especially with religion like they literally want to punch you in the face if you talk about God but I just like I'm I'm sorry I'm gonna say it so and it's okay if that's not what you believe that's just personally what I have come to believe sometimes when we're holding a lot of self-loathing and we haven't had time to really be present with ourselves we tend to distract ourselves immensely with other things with other people's problems with with all these things that don't really matter you know and don't sustain us 
I guess that's a word that I'm using a lot. We turn to other things to kind of distract from things that we're not wanting to actually face within ourselves, real stuff that we're not wanting to face. This isn't like just some Instagram post, you know, that's all cutesy, like, oh, just face your demons or, you know, shadow work. And it's like cute and aesthetic. It's not cute and it's not aesthetic. Okay, I'm sorry. Some things in life will not be cute. Some things in life will not be aesthetic. They will not be nice and pretty all the time. And that's okay. Some things are just dark. And it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that. So then other people aren't alone. And you know that there is still light always. Your brain is lying to you. People love you. People care for you. People hang out with you because they want to. They choose to. You probably bring them peace. You might bring them happiness, joy, laughter, good food. That's, hey, that's enough. You know what I mean? But at the same time, even if you didn't offer them anything, you still have people who would love you, even if you had nothing to offer. So it's not always what you offer. It's just people love you. If like religion is a touchy subject for you or God is, just know that God is not mad at you. That's a lie. Okay. God's not mad at you. He wants a relationship with you. That's what I've felt. I've always been scared when I pray and I know I did something wrong and I know I'm like, okay, I knew that this was wrong, but I did it. Or I just have been like, oh, I'm fine on my own, you know? He just wants a relationship. He wants to support you. He, You have those big dreams and those big desires and those big feelings for a reason. And he can support those. He just wants us to turn to him because he loves us more than anyone else. And anything else. Ever will. And ever has. And he knows us better than anyone has and ever will. And he can mend the parts of you that no one else will ever see. And no one else will even look at. He will look at those parts. He's more than happy to look at those parts of you. There's nothing that you can do to surprise him. You know what I mean? You can't really surprise him. So so you're, you're good to go. Wherever you're at and whatever thing, if you need extra support, that's my advice. Uh, if you need extra support to love yourself, to forgive yourself, to move past things, to get stuff off your chest, that's my real honest vulnerable transparent not being scared of what people will say or judge me for advice just maybe get curious about the idea of god or maybe just start to like just say a prayer you know which can be really simple i don't believe it has to be scripted i believe it can just be like hey i'm mad and i don't know why <laughs> i was told maybe you could help me but i don't know and then amen you know that's like a really short version of some of my prayers. So just to reiterate, and I know this is random. I don't really talk about God that like I don't really talk about my beliefs that much when it comes to God. But I just sometimes with certain episodes, I just can't help myself. And this is one of them where I just can't not say something because I just know who can support you more than anyone else can during these like hard times if you're going through something and you can't move past something. So to reiterate, God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you, no matter what. So all those thoughts that are coming up, just ignore them. You are not hopeless. You are not helpless. You deserve to be forgiven. You can forgive yourself. You can move past whatever is like holding you down. No matter how many times you've tried to get out, even if you just fell into it again, you can still get out of it. So just don't lose your willpower, don't lose your drive, don't lose faith in pushing forward. You 
are loved. I guess I'm doing a whole uh, affirmations thing. You are kind. You are loved. You don't have to have everything figured out in order to move past something or in order to forgive yourself or in order for, you know, whatever you're waiting for. You don't have to have it all figured out. In fact, it's very admirable. And we'll probably learn more. And I do this all the time. I always like, I'm such a know-it-all. Like I've always been a know-it-all. I don't know why. I think it's a defense mechanism probably, but I've been trying to just recognize I don't know that much. I really don't know anything. It's kind of scary because you have to let go of things that you thought you knew. For me, I've just had to surrender that. And it's been very freeing for me. So you don't have to have everything figured out. Well, we can learn more once we accept that we don't have to have it all figured out. Then we can actually learn, you know, what's actually real and true. We can forgive ourselves for our past. People are blessed to know you. People are lucky to know you, lucky to have you. You are a light in this dark world. There are people in this world who will get you. And if you haven't met them yet, you will. You will find people that get you. This last kind of affirmation thing is the one that I really feel like is the some of the core things that I feel as though I shouldn't forgive myself or I just feel a lot of shame and guilt over. But I always have felt too dark for people. Like if they knew the thoughts in my head, if they knew, you know, the th- images that I struggle with, if they knew, you know, the type of anxiety that I deal with on the daily, if they knew the weird things that I do to try to ease my anxiety, all of these things and these feelings that feel so yucky and dark, like you're not too dark. If you feel if you felt like that, I hear you. I see you. I promise you there's nothing that you could tell me that I would be shocked by. I know you probably won't believe that, but that's how I feel. You can't get any darker than me, baby. Just kidding. I, I just feel as though sometimes humans hide how dark their lives can be and how scary their minds can get, especially if you have mental illness and you feel because everyone else seems so okay around you that you are like this exception and you know you're never going to be able to get better or get help or be happy and then for me once I started to get a little bit happier and less like hyper responsibility I started to feel really guilty about that like I didn't care for other people who are suffering so I I still think that's like um, an OCD thing and trying to figure out the best way that I can keep like I don't ever want to forget it almost because I don't ever want anyone to feel alone in it. So hopefully that's going to come through someday. But I guess I didn't really talk too much about how to forgive yourself. Usually I feel like I like to do steps on how to forgive yourself or how to do certain things. But I guess today I just kind of went on a rant. So just research it yourself, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can do but I think it's really just kind of getting comfortable with yourself and really looking at your thoughts and being the observer and practicing that type of a thing now we'll get into our game segment okay I'm a little bit scared like I said about this one because this is a common sense one so I can look really dumb in front of people who are listening but we're gonna do it anyways I don't know how this works I guess 90% of adults get these questions wrong so we'll see how I do it's a common sense t- test that 90% of people fail. Fail? Like they get all of them wrong or just... Okay, I'm going to read them and then I'm going to answer them. Which word would you use if you needed... Okay, I'm already failing. Which word would you use if you needed to describe a person who doesn't have all their fingers on one hand? What? Which word would it, if you wanted to describe a person who doesn't have all their fingers on one hand? You should just call this person normal. Oh, great. You should just call this person normal. That was the answer. I didn't even say an answer. That was fast. Okay, are these trick questions? Is that what the vibe of this is? 
Okay, I know how to do these now. This will be easy. If a plane crashes right on the border between Canada and the United States, where should they bury this survivor? See, I know this. You don't bury the survivors. Oh, these are going to be these. You guys get it? Where should they bury the survivors? They don't have to bury them if they're survivors. This one's old news. I've heard this one thousands of times. Now that I know it, I'll be able to ace this. Lantern news. You only have one match. You have to make a tough choice. What will you light first? There's like a stick, a newspaper, and a lantern. What would you light first? Pro the match? First of all, you'll need to light the match. I knew it. Oh, wow. I'm freaking good at this. Okay, let's see if I can actually do all of these. You guys should try to answer these too. You probably are because that's how most people work. But if you're not, you should try to answer these before I do. I'll try to answer slower so you have a chance. Okay, this is a guy standing in the rain and it says not a single hair on his head got wet. He's bald. The guy's bald, so he doesn't have hair. The man was bald. The man was bald. Yep, I was right. Okay, how can how can it be that every single person in a plane crash died but two people survived? How can it be that every single person in the plane crash died but two people survived? How can it be that every single person in the well, every single person in the plane died? The thing is that those two survivors were married. Wait, what? Oh, the thing is that those two survivors were married. Huh? How can it be that every single, oh, single person? Oh, brother. What do you sleep on, sit on, and brush your teeth with? A bed, a chair, and a toothbrush. I hate this game. I really, really hate this game now. In some months, there are 31 days. In other, there are 30. But how many months have 28 days? All of them have 28 days? Yeah, all of them. I feel like someone asked me this before. I feel like that's the answer because technically everyone does have 28 days. All 12 months, baby. I got it right. Oh, yeah. A man dressed in all black from head to toe was walking in the middle of the road. All of a sudden, a huge black car with its headlights off came around the corner and screeched to a halt not to hit him. What? Well, what's the question? Like, what is, what is the question? A man dressed in all black... Oh, how on earth did the driver of the car see the man in black? It was in the day? What do you mean? What does that mean? It was just during the day, so he could see the man. It was kind of hard not to notice a man dressed, in completely, dressed completely in black during the daytime. Okay, these are actually kind of just making me angry. One room was filled with valuable secret documents. The second one was full of money. And in the third room, the man kept expensive jewelry. Which of the rooms did the police start to extinguish the fire first and foremost? Which of the rooms did the police start to extinguish the fire first and foremost? Okay, this is officially the dumbest game I've ever played. Uh, I apologize. I will be... I will officially not be making any more podcast episodes, so I apologize for my for every episode thus far, including this one. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, I'm done with this game. I I, I said this last time. I, I really should watch these videos before. I watched them for two seconds, and the first one I was like, okay. Like, I didn't actually get the answer, so I just kind of read through it, but I'm done with it. I don't want to listen to it again, and it's over. I'm done with that game. That game really, really disappointed. Once again, I've been disappointed by the game that I picked. So I'm suffering the consequences of my own actions with that one. 
Those were not common sense. That was like trick questions. I feel like that's not common sense. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening to it. Again, send me a voicemail. Go leave a five-star raving review about my podcast or give me honest negative feedback if that's how you feel. I am open for suggestions. I love recording. I love doing this. Sometimes I get a little bit nervous, but you know, I saw people listening every week. So thank you for listening and have a great weekend. You guys do something fun. Take yourself out, eat, enjoy life and forgive yourself, you know, for whatever that is, whatever is that thing that's holding you back, forgive yourself for it because you're working hard and you deserve that forgiveness. And the more you forgive yourself, the more you'll start to forgive other people and your connections will deepen and you'll feel just overall better. I will do that this week too and I will report back to you. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Oh,